Welcome to Cinebiz Real Talk. I am your host, Joshua Pearson, here today with my co-host, Stanley Yang. We're here to discuss the unspoken power of your network. This episode is brought to you by Top Sheet Inc. Through our payroll and production management automation, we focus on making sets run smoother and more efficiently, getting your crew paid faster and keeping everybody happier. Our goal is to make sets fun again. Hey, Stanley. Glad to have you again. Um, I know last time you and I spoke, we were talking about your presence on social media and engaging your audience, which we really got into engaging audience is what we focused on. Mm-hmm. Today, we're talking about the unspoken power of your network. So what does that mean to you? Can you explain the unspoken power of your network? Yeah, first off, thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry and, about that. Uh, the... <laughs> no worries. I think who you know really kind of um, drives you to become, you know, like, I think a lot of a lot of times it's all about who you know, right? Yeah. It's really not about what you know, it's about who you know. I think there's some inherent truth to that in some ways. Yes. I think if you know just the right people and those people respect you and they like you, then you're going to be put into positions that you couldn't have gotten there yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you know the right people and you're prepared, you're going to you're going to reach really great heights. So basically meaning kind of like I'm, I'm a big proponent on preparation meets opportunity. And that what that means is really kind of like, how can you become a person that is valuable to other people? But then at the same time, you then hit the right opportunities that help you skyrocket in terms of the things that you can do. And uh, that's the kind of power of network because you can get this exponential effect with network. That's why they call it the network effect in some ways where something just spreads really far and wide. So like everything is always about preparation meets opportunity in my mind. And it's like, how can you be that person that's like always prepared, always ready for the next big opportunity to then like be able to prove your worth and be able to accelerate your career path? Oh, that's really good. And like, for example, you're talking about your network and and being prepared for your career path. Like, Mm -hmm. how would you define network? How would you define your network as? Yeah. So my personal one or just network in general? Like network in general. Like, you know, our audience here is filmmakers. And yeah. we're talking about the importance of your network as a filmmaker mm-hmm. and how that can grow your your career. Yeah. But like, my question is, how would you define network? Yeah, that's so, um, that's a great question, Josh. And I'll kind of relay it back to a Hollywood story I heard a while back where there was, a, you know, there's a super agent. He just... You know, he was the agent for many big name stars. Mm-hmm. But then every day he would show up to the office very early, but he noticed there's someone there early with him. And he was like, oh, who is this person? And the person was just an assistant. But then uh, because that person was always there early and stayed late, which is something that the super agent valued, he was like, oh, that's a really good quality that this person's willing to grind and be able to, you know, devote a lot of time and effort into making sure he does his job really well. Mm-hmm. So then um, he started giving him opportunities. First, it was just like, hey, go make copies for this. The second, it was like, hey, go and uh, make coffee. And But then like because the person was reliable very little, the person ends up being trusted with a lot. Yeah. So basically, we, we kind of find that relationship, that kind of style works really well across a lot of different industries where people start at the very bottom. And then just because of the way that they function and work, you know, what their enthusiasm and the passion for it they have for a certain role or a job, 
that gives them when they're when people are faithful or very little, they get trusted with a lot after a while. So again, with the network, it's who you know, but how are you giving your network the value that you know they're looking for? Mm. So basically kind of like what we talked about in the previous episodes, finding your rap people. Yeah. But it's also about finding the right, you know, like making that network, getting to know the right people, but also impressing the right people, proving you're you're worth your salt and that proving you're worth your value. So it's always really interesting when even when people are looking for jobs, I was like, hey, you know, be the person that gives value first. Don't be, and even in an interview, be a person that's always driving what value you can bring to the organization. Because again, people, you know, as human beings, we really care about being around the right people. Mm -hmm. So that kind of talks about, you know, you really look like the five people that you're closest to in terms of your net worth. Yep. It's like, hey, these are five people you're closest to. Your net worth is probably going to look very similar to those people. So one of the biggest things like, hey, if you want to, if you want to become more successful or have more money or have more of these things, start hanging out with the right people and getting to know the right people and, you know, providing value again in whatever way you can for that person within your capacity so kind of finding out hey what can i do that can provide value to that final person and then impressing them you know so it's always about a knowing that person um, providing value to that person and then that then creates a relationship that's why like you said earlier in the other episodes like hey gary v has a wide audience because he provided all this value to those people so that's why they feel so deeply invested inside of his success yeah it's interesting because as a filmmaker, it's very. I feel it's different than a lot of other industries mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, you're talking about you have to provide value and you're the sum of the five people you're closest with. And yeah. when you're pointing that out, it's like, you know, most people have two networks. Mm-hmm. Those who are there that really, you know, like we're talking about professional network where they're the ones that are there who are ahead of you right. that you can learn from and can grow your career. Then there's those who kind of help you you know your close friends the ones who really define your character you know like Mm. if you if you're around people with good character you tend to present good character yeah so most people have those two networks but as a filmmaker it's interesting because i feel like what you were talking about with the audience is like you have a third network Mm -hmm. which is is your greater audience it's it's the people i mean you need to provide value to them because they're the ones that are buying the tickets yep they're the ones showing up to your premiere. They're the ones yeah. talking about what it is that you've created. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they have as big, if not a bigger say so, I'd say, than than the industry heads that have gone ahead of you. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, if they're not buying tickets, it doesn't matter who you know. Mm. Yeah. You don't have a career. Like, you're very dependent on them. Yeah, just imagine being that person. You you make a $100 million movie and no one shows up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're pro- probably not going to make many movies after that in some ways, unless you have a massive reputation. <laughs> I won't say the name of it, but there was a film recently that kind of did that. They way overspent and no one showed up. And they had names on that film. And you think about that, kind of like that process of, um, that's why, like, people resonate with, stars right people resonate with known names people resonate and they connect so like um i love what you said about like even just being able to connect to your audience that is so important you know in your net worth as well when you're you know that determines your final ticket count Mm -hmm. how many people bought tickets today that really determines what your box office looks like that you know changes so many things 
And people go to watch movies because it's an escapism. It's a way for me to connect to a story. And we, you know, these actors on screen are storytellers for us. You know, they're trying to depict the story. So if like someone's not doing a good job telling that story, you're not going to want to watch that movie. Yeah. So uh, and the word gets out pretty fast. Yep. So I like what you said in terms of, terms of that, because like everything, because like we have these unspoken relationships with these name actors. We have these. We know them so well. You know, there's uh, we feel like they're our friends, but they're you know really not. They don't know us at all. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. That that kind of weird thing of like on being an online influencer. So many people know you, but you'll never meet them. Most of them, to be honest, you'll never meet most of them. Yep. But then at the same time, what you're doing is impacting their life in some way. So again, kind of that's a great way to scale up your net work as well. Being someone who's finding your right people and speaking to your audience, you become someone who's you know, talking to people and growing your network as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with that being said, too, I think a lot of it, too, is a lot of people automatically look to the big time celebrities as their potential network. And, you know, they might have a shot of someday working with or for that person. Right. Most people won't. And so a lot of the times people think that, oh, because I can't work with them, I don't I don't have a network. Right. And the truth is, it's like you get around the right people with the right characters that have that grind and have that, you know, that oomph, (laughs) if you will. I mean, you got to remember all these big name actors, these big name directors, producers, all these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, they started as no names. They started just with nothing more than the grind Mm -hmm. and really knowing that you can build a network even without having to meet them is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have to know Tim Burton to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a key point is a lot of people, their dream job is working for Spielberg. Well, why not work for the next Spielberg? Mm-hmm. You know, the point of that is when you're building your network, you need to look to your surroundings. And I mean, I I assume you would agree too. It's like, there's some people that you can still be friends with, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be hanging around all the time. Oh, yeah. It's it's a sad reality. I mean, would you agree? Like, yeah, it's it's a sad truth to be honest. Um, in in some ways of um, because like if imagine the five closest people to you, Josh, were you know were um, drug dealers, murderers, and whatever, right? Yep. It's like it, it really does change the way you think about everything because your friends really influence you as much as we don't wouldn't like to say we're so much swayed by exterior external influences, but mm-hmm. we really are, and you know. If your friends are all doing something, then you're going to be more like that. And on the opposing side, if your friends are all grinders, hustlers, people who are millionaires now, you know, like making making a name for themselves, you're probably going to look very much like them, to be honest, because you're going to inspire each other yeah, to be great. Absolutely. And um, that's the kind of thing that you guys are all focusing on. So I think you bring up a good point of focus. Like, where is your focus lie? Yep. Are you giving too much focus to something that doesn't, you know, make sense? And there are some people that we love and we just we we just can't be that close because what they're the way that they're living their life might not be how you want to be living your life. Yeah. So kind of figuring that out of like, who do you want to be surrounded by? Who do you want to become? What kind of, again, that journey of becoming and figuring out who you, you know, which people inspire you to be better and which people are holding you back in some ways too. Yeah. And like the reason I say too, like it's okay to still have that friendship and not spending all your time with them is because like some, probably not all, very good chance, not I mean, guaranteed, I should say, there are some of them that let's say they are, you know, they're just lazy. They're procrastinators. 
But every now and then you find one of those guys that is lazy and a procrastinator that gets their head on straight, doesn't want to be there anymore, and they might want to follow your example. Mm-hmm. And you you can still put yourself in a position to be an example, but when you start devoting all your time to them, then you it's easier to pull someone down than it is to pull them up. Mm-hmm. If you stand on a chair and you're trying to pull your friend up off the ground and your friend is trying to pull you down, chances are your friend on the ground is going to win that because mm-hmm. he also has gravity working for him. <laughs> and so, like, for example, you still need to be smart even with those people. Like, you still need to have your proper influences in place that are up on that chair with you. Mm-hmm. So let's say there's two or three of you pulling Johnny up instead of just you on your own. Mm-hmm. That That's a whole different game. And the, the one big thing I've heard recently, this was like a pretty big news last year. Uh, I forget his name, but he was the guy who gave, um, you know, he paid off all the graduating grads college debt. I was like, wow. Hmm. You know, um, he like instantly he wiped away all those 2019 grads debt. And uh, the one thing he said that kind of resonated to me too is if you are capable, if again, kind of like saying that if you are capable, lift up as many people f- up as you can yeah, and be that person that if you, if you are capable. And again, Josh, I agree to your point of if you're on an airplane and you're about to die, they always tell you put the mask on yourself first. Yep. I mean, honestly, if you're just not strong enough or you're, you're drowning yourself, there's no way you're saving people if you're drowning. Correct. Correct. So like, uh, so if, if you don't have it figured out yourself, probably not not a good time to be, you know, trying to save others and then drowning them as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then if if you were, again, like let's say you're, you're a lifeguard with a raft or with a boat, a speedboat that you can come and save people if you have that capability. Well, save as many people as you can, lift people up. So I, I always kind of break it down into like, in, your, in terms of your network, I always see my life as a way of impact. Who can you have impact on? And what can you do to help people? Because like if I have the capability to help you, I will. Yes. But sometimes, like you said, I just don't have that. Cap- I'm just not strong enough currently or I just don't have that capability to help everyone. Yeah. And it kind of comes down to like, are you able to? Or are you not able to? And if you are, I think it's great to help people. And if you're not, save yourself first and figure out figure out your life and get things together before you're out there trying to rescue people and you can't swim. Yeah. And I mean, to that point too, it's like, if you're not strong enough, it doesn't mean you can't be a help, but you no. you need to bring people alongside you that are stronger. Absolutely. For example, it's like, you know, my wife and I've had opportunities to actually help a lot of our friends in the past and mm. they've lived with us and stayed with us when they, they were without a job or anything like that. And the yep. nice thing is it wasn't me helping them by myself. It was my wife and myself. Like we, we went at it as a team. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. So like mm-hmm. a lot of people just say, Oh, you know, if they're bringing you down, just cut them out. Mm. Yes and no. <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, there's some give and take in that. I don't say cut them out. I say you, you need to make sure you have stronger influences in your life. And I do say you need to reduce your time with those people. But you can still love them. And, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. rescue as many as you can. If you have an opportunity to rescue them out of their their place absolutely do it. And if you can't do it on your own, bring other people alongside you or invite someone who can do it for you. Maybe there's someone more capable than you that can do what you can't do. Yeah. In this analogy, kind of finding that lifeguard who could help that person. Yeah. You know, if you cannot do it yourself, it's like, Hey, you know, I'm just not strong enough of a swimmer yet to help that person, but you have a boat and you have the capability to help go help that person over there. Who's drowning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I think that to that point of like, help who you can. And at the same time, it's, uh, you know, 
once you become that lifeguard in a raft, or even better, if you have like a, you know, you have a speedboat, whatever you have, be that person that can help and lift up. Because, you know, in this world, there's a lot of people hurting and struggling. And that's the, the truth of it. And the more people that you can have a positive impact and the kind of network that you can grow by having positive impact of inspiration or positivity or even making someone's day better. Like you, we all have that capability to say something nice to someone that completely changes their day. You know, we all have that capability. So it's like, there's a lot of things within our power, even with no money and no resources. There's a lot of things that we could do. Kind of like you said, even like, hey, I'm able to help this person with a roof for um, for two months. Let's do it, right? And uh, kind of like examining where you are in your life and understanding that. And then again, to our both our points, like continuously giving value to people that you can give value to based on where you currently are in your life as well. Yeah. So like I'm saying that even every person in this world can provide value to someone in some way right now. Yep. Even if you're the poorest person or the richest person, there's some way today that you can give value to someone. Yeah. I mean, based on that too, like, you know, we're talking about the unspoken power of network. And the mm. cool thing is, if there are people that you can rescue, if there are people that you can be an influencer to right. and make a difference in, mm-hmm. and, you know, their life does change, yeah. who's going to be your biggest advocate? Yeah. Imagine, like, even your um, your relationship with your kids, right, Josh? Yeah. Like, you are the person responsible for their life. Yep. You know, when they grow up, they're going to be thankful to you. You're always going to be their dad. And you're always going to be the dad that's, you know, you're there for them. They know how hard you work for them. And they know how, you know, how hard you work to put a roof over their head and put meals on the table for them. Like, they'll know that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of imagine that kind of relationship of like, there's always someone you can help. There's always someone you can help and guide and influence. Yeah. This comes from that place of love. Like, really, I think the biggest thing is like, what can you do today from a place of love? Because like, I realized my best work always comes from a place of love instead of a place of self-gain or self-promotion. Mm-hmm. It's like, what can I do to be more empathetic and take radical acts of love that are outside of myself to, you know, make the world just a little bit better in my own way? I can't change everything overnight, but there's a little bit I can do today and a little bit I can do tomorrow. You know, there's um, little things that we can do here and there. And we always have some level of power to help, even if we're not completely there today. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just feels like treat your network like the butterfly effect. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't underestimate the small things either. I mean, sometimes the small things grow into big, yeah. you know, big change, big reward. Yeah. Every business started as a small business. Every big business started as yep. a small business. You just never know what the compound effects of what you're doing today can look like. Yeah. You just have no idea the kind of network effect your product can have. It's like take every action with consideration. That's basically kind of what I'm pointing out. It's like, you know, sometimes your boss or, you know, one of the guys on set having a bad day, you just going and sitting next to him and empathizing Mm -hmm. might have a huge return on your career in the future. And I'm not saying do this for yourself. Mm -hmm. That that's not my point, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying. Like, correct. Have the right heart behind what you do. And you should always, again, back, back to our, I think it's either our previous conversation of putting other people first yeah, and considering having empathy and consideration and love for that other person to be able to take action that's with no self, like uh, with no view of self gain and no view of reciprocity. You just do it for them. So like, um, I think the problem for a lot of us is like, what is this person going to give back to me? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, that that's completely the wrong way. Kind of like earlier, it's like, Hey, don't think about yourself. 
you know, uh, this is not what I'm, what I'm saying is like, don't do it if you just want to do it for yourself. You should truly want to do it for them with no expectation of any return. Yeah. You know, not even a thank you sometimes because there are so many things that we do no thank yous, but you know you did the right thing. Yep. And the thing is, people can see right through it when you're doing it for yourself, when you're Absolutely. doing it for your own. Like, I, years ago, I had a friend that was exactly that. And every time, like, he was very serving, mm. but every time he did something in service, he always expected <laughs> something in return, right. like, to an extreme. Yeah. And a lot of times, I couldn't even return the favor. Right. Like, I didn't have the means to return the favor. Right, exactly. And the thing is, though, you could see right through it, like, you go from appreciating what people have done for you mm-hmm. or what someone's done for you to all of a sudden hating it. Like right. you cringe every time they help you. Mm. You're like, oh, please don't. Anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> There's that episode in The Office like that too where I think where Dwight gives everyone bagels. He's like, hey, you owe me one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny because he gave everyone, but then like he did a very nice thing by bringing uh, New York bagels for everyone, but then he expected something in return later on. Yep. So I, I completely concur with what you're saying in the way of like, hey, when there's a weird feeling of like almost like a little bit, it's almost a little bit disgusting when you see people doing things as a self, doing acts of service as a selfish thing. Yeah. It, it becomes like very distasteful after a while. And, you know, initially you might see a reward for a short bit, but yeah. it, it, it goes away really fast. Yeah. The whole point is in your career, even if you're not a filmmaker, in your career, you want something that lasts. Yep. And if you're doing everything for the short-term gain, mm-hmm. you're only going to get short-term results. Yep. And you might be able to fool people the first time, but once they see that you owe me a favor come out, mm-hmm. they're not going to trust you. You you not only right. made your favors look disgusting, but you've also lost mm. all trust with whoever it is you're you're serving. That's a great point. I think that you touched on maybe the biggest thing about a network is trust. Yeah. If people don't trust you, you have no power or you have no influence because they don't trust you. So like, again, how do you like, it doesn't matter what you did or what, you know, it doesn't matter what you did, but there's a reason why that person doesn't trust you anymore. Yep. And, you know, it's like, uh, that is so hard to regain that once you've lost it, you know, you you know, losing trust is very easy, but regaining it, man, it is a very difficult journey. And once you lost trust with your network, like you, you really, you really get destroyed in the long, long run. You really do. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's your friends, your professional or your audience. Right. I mean, even if it's your friends, you're going to wind up with the worst group of friends that are going to bring you down further. Yeah. If it's your professional, you're probably not going to have a career long or you're not going to move up in your career. Yeah, your reputation is everything. Yeah, and if it's your audience, if you're an indie filmmaker and you need an investment because you want to make your first big feature length Mm. and your audience doesn't trust you and your investor knows that, maybe your investor was an audience member prior. Yep. Let's just put it there. Like, you don't know who your audience is. Sometimes your audience is your next investor. They might be the one person in that group. Yep. And if they lost trust for you, why would they invest? Why Why would your project kickstart? Absolutely, 100%. And that's that's so true because, uh, you know, I think there's now a lot more social activism I've been noticing online in general of like once people don't like something that you do or they don't um, they don't trust that you anymore, yep. they stop watching your movies. You know, they stop wanting to work with you. It's like you could build your career for years and years. And once you do something crazy, all of a sudden no one wants to, you know, be around your be near you anymore it's like um 
I think nowadays it's becoming, um, you know, especially prevalent. It's very easy to lose trust mm-hmm. uh, for people because of how fast social media goes. So even if you get caught in doing something in your worst moments, you know, that could destroy your career. You know, yeah. you could lose your job. You could lose your life in some ways. So like, again, like building, you know, you build something for years and years and years and they might know you're a good person, but you, you know, you do something that loses trust and all of a sudden you lose, you really do lose a lot. Yeah. I think it's a, even a step further than that. Like when we are talking about the unspoken power of network, which I mean, the whole mm-hmm. point of this, the show is, I mean, if you lose that power with your network, you lose your career. But in addition to that, there's a catch. I feel that, you know, if you're around the wrong network, mm-hmm. they could lose your trust on your behalf. Yeah. Meaning if you're hanging out with the wrong people, you might not have done anything wrong, but because everyone sees you as so-and-so, they don't trust you. Affiliation. And it's yeah. It's not that you, The affiliation is so important. Yep. Affiliation's huge. And that's another reason you really need to pay attention to who you're affiliated with. I'm not saying you can't love those people. I'm not saying you can't try to reach out and save them. Absolutely. But when when that is your core group, when that's the people you spend the most time with, when I can't find a trustworthy person in your circle, why would I think you're a trustworthy person? And that's the power of connections, really. You know, um, and you notice that a lot in some ways of like um, when when someone, okay, so I'll kind of put out a scenario for you. When someone's very kind and generous and loving and giving, and they're very, they have a lot of happiness, happiness and success. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that person? Is that a person you want to be close by or is that a person you want to push away? Yeah. No, I mean, when people are successful and doing well, you want to be near them. Yeah. And then what about if it's a person that's always getting themselves in trouble? They're always needed to need your help to dig them out, bail them out of jail or, you know, like yep. this person's always a, a drain on your life in some way. Yeah. Like what, what do you, what does that make you want to feel? Like, do you want to be around that person? You ignore their phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, yeah. Like, you, you still, you still, like, you kind of get a sense of dread when you get that phone call, right? Yeah. And uh, it's like, you might, you might still go and bail that person out of, out of jail. But then at the same time, there's that sense of dread. You really don't want to deal with that mm-hmm. person anymore. I think it's, that's the kind of power of, like, your, again, value. You're providing the reputation you're doing. You know, are you a, are you a, are you a taker? Are you a giver? Are you a consumer or a producer? Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's kind of interesting because like we I think we all need to consume to some level, but then kind of like figuring out how you can produce to you know how how can you produce something of value to help other people out? So if we're a society where people are gonna work on lifting each other up, we're gonna yep. have empathy for each other. We're gonna have happiness. But then we need to be. We all we all are kind of a collectivist in that way of needing to lift everyone up together. So I think that's a power of like we as human beings, we are that's our greatest weakness and strength is our social connections. You know, our we we need each other too much. And now, especially during the coronavirus pandemic, we see how like it being too close to other people might be a detriment too. You know, it's like a very crazy world today. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very cool to see like uh, you know how the like the your network will promote you as long as you keep you know if you if you're that kind of person that's always lifting people up, they will lift you up as well. If you're a person that's always dragging people down, the world will push you down even more. It's it's just an interesting way how over a long period of time that plays out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's no. I think this has been a great point. I I love this subject. I actually want to talk more on it. Yeah. Um, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the moment, I think we're out of time today. But no, thank you again, Stanley, for 
being on this one. This this was a fun talk. I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, I had a lot of fun as well. <laughs> All right. Well, again, to our audience, if you like our show, please comment. Um, we'd love to have discussions with you guys. Reach out, check out some of our other, our previous episodes. If you're trying to expand your career and grow as a filmmaker, I, I hope this can be helpful to you. All right. Have a good day. Thank you all for listening. Again, Cinevis Real Talk has been created and brought to you by Top Sheeting. We are an automated payroll and production solution. We have apps and online software to help make film better. If you have any questions, please go to topsheet.io and jump into our chat. We're here to help. Everyone stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.